Dude, don't even get me started on the turkeys. Okay, I won't. Okay. Hey, guys, welcome back. It's Hello. Chip and Eric. Oh, yes. Yeah, we yes. let you <laughs> back. little backstage Backstage there. action. Backstage. You never pass. know what happens backstage before we push the record button, but we got to push record because we got to get to today's reading. We have a, we have a wedding to go to. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we do today. <laughs> One that Hannah would have loved. Yeah. Hannah would have loved this wedding. Oh, yeah. She yeah, she would have. She would have loved this wedding. Yeah, we're in John chapters two three and four today so last time after we read i asked chip if he has a favorite gospel and i also have a favorite gospel and we want you to guess in the comments what you think our favorite gospels are and tell us what your favorite gospel is (laughs) so that's good and don't be holier than thou, like well all scripture is god breathed yeah we know we know we know that we know that we were told chip taught me that yesterday when i asked him he told me that thank you (laughs) I did. <laughs> All right, John chapter 2, the wedding at Cana. Okay, on there. This is after calling the disciples. The next day, there was a wedding. That's a convenient time to be called as a disciple. Jesus is like, okay, and now we have a wedding to go to. First line of business, we're going to a wedding. <laughs> I love it. Yep. All right. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during mm-hmm. the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus... Told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though, of course, the servants knew, Mm -hmm. he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign of Canaan in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. After the wedding, he went to Capernaum for a few days with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples. Jesus clears the temple. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration, so Jesus went to Jerusalem. In the temple area, he saw merchants selling cattle, sheep, and does for sacrifices. He also saw dealers at tables exchanging foreign money. Jesus made a whip from some ropes and chased them all out of the temple. He drove out the sheep, the cattle, scattered the money changers' coins all over the floor, and he turned over their tables. Then going over to the people who sold doves, he told them, Get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a into a marketplace. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Then his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scriptures. Passion for God's house will consume me. But the Jewish leaders demanded, what are you doing? If God gave authority to do this, show us a miraculous sign to prove it. All right, Jesus replied, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. What? They exclaimed. <laughs> it has taken 46 years to build this temple and you can rebuild it in three days? <laughs> when Jesus said this temple, he meant his own body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered he had said this, and they believed both the scriptures and what Jesus had said. Remember when the Pharisees confronted Jesus and they were like, what? (laughs) Jesus and Nicodemus. Because of the miraculous signs Jesus did in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration, many began to trust in him. But Jesus didn't didn't trust them because he knew all about people. Mm -hmm. No one needed to tell him about human nature for he knew what was in each person's heart. 
John chapter 3, there was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants. Just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, you can't explain how people are born of the Holy Spirit. How are these things so possible, Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, You are a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things? I assure you. We tell you what we know we have and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. And Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness. Oh, as Moses lifted up a bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. Oh, Chip, you get it. Okay, this is fine. how God so loved the world. Great. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. I'm jealous that you got to read John 3.16. Yes, be jealous. I am. Okay. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, for their sins will be exposed. But those who can, those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. John the Baptist exalts Jesus. Then Jesus and his disciples, they left Jerusalem, and they went into the Judean countryside. Jesus spent some time there with them, baptizing people. At this time, John the Baptist was baptizing at Anon, near Salem, because there was plenty of water there, and people kept coming to him for baptism. This was before John was thrown into prison. A debate broke out between John's disciples and a certain Jew over ceremonial, ceremonial cleansing. So John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people, and everybody is going to him instead of coming to us. And John replied, No one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hears his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. Well, that really hits your so what the other day. It did. Right there, that's nice. So good. He, they must be listening. He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are of the earth and we speak of earthly things, but he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. He testifies about what he has seen and heard and how far, how few believe what he tells them. Anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true, for he is, for he is sent by God. He speaks God's words, for God gives him the spirit without limit. The father loves his son and has put everything into his hands. And anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the son will never experience eternal life, because, but remains under God's angry judgment. John chapter 4, Jesus and the Samaritan woman. Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing, making more disciples than John, though... Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did. 
So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from a long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at that time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If only you knew the gift God has for you and who you are Mm. speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides... Who do you think you're greater than our an- do you think you're greater our ancestor Jacob who gave us the well? How can you offer better water than uh, he and all his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, "Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I will I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life." Please sir, the woman said, "Give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water." Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. Well, I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you've had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. (laughs) Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship? While we Samaritans claim it is here in Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worship. Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him. For salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Just then his disciples came back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want with her? Or why are you talking to her? The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. Turn the page. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Did someone bring him food while we were gone? The other other disciples asked each other. Did somebody bring him a Snickers? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up, look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. You know the saying, one plants, another harvest. And it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work. And now you'll get to gather the harvest. Many Samaritans believed. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, He told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, Now we must believe, not because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the Savior of the world. Jesus heals an official son. At the end of the two days, Jesus went on to Galilee. He himself had said that a prophet is not honored in his own hometown. 
Yet the Galileans welcomed him, for they had been in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration and had seen everything he did there. As he traveled through Galilee, he came to Cana, where he had turned water into wine. There was a government official in nearby Capernaum whose son was very sick. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son who was about to die. Jesus asked, Will you never believe in me unless you see a miraculous signs and wonders? The official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. And Jesus told him, Go back home. Your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. While the man was on his way, some of his servants met him with news that his son was alive and well. He asked them when the boy had gotten had begun to get better and they replied yesterday afternoon at one o'clock his fever suddenly disappeared Mm. then the father realized that that was the very time jesus had told him your son will live and he and his entire household believed in jesus this was the second miraculous sign jesus did in galilee after coming from judea hey all right that's our reading very good yeah okay what (laughs) yeah they said what so uh yeah, I love uh, the Gospel of John um, and this, the story of uh, the Samaritan woman mm-hmm. is, is probably my favorite. And that's where the so what is going to be today. I just can't resist the so what here. I think, you know, every time I read it, what just impacts me are, are a few things. Number one, Jesus meeting the woman where she's at. Mm-hmm. You know, is this idea of accepting them where they're at and then loving them where they need to be. Yep. He accepts her where she was at and he loved her where she needed to be. He, he, he understood her background. He revealed it to her. She realized that he was, he was a big deal so much that I just love this where, you know, she, she left her water pot. The reason she came to the well right, in the first place, right. she left it. You know, because she found what she was really looking for all along. Mm-hmm. But it didn't stop there. So this is a beautiful picture of salvation. So when we understand salvation, it changes us. Do we see what's really important and we realize God's goodness and then it moves us. Mm-hmm. She was moved. She did something with her salvation. She told all these people. Yeah. And what do we read? You know, that... Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. Yep. So we need to speak, and we speak when we realize God's grace and goodness towards us. And we're not the Samaritan woman, but in many ways we're we're like her, you know, And, and we have our own things, our own issues, our own husbands, whatever you want to call them, our own issues. And Jesus wants to accept us and love us to where we need to be. And she was a changed woman. And then she was a part of a change for so many other people. Mm-hmm. So that's be, be just captivated by Jesus and what he's done for you. And then leave your pot and go tell a bunch of people. I know she couldn't move fast enough if she was carrying all that water. You know, like there was such urgency there. Urgency. That she just forget it. Like yeah. I, she recognized the greater need. Greater need. Yeah. Gotta well, tell I would be... Uh, probably a bad pastor if, oh. if I ignored what the most important one of the most important verses in all of Scripture for what this tells us about Christ. Okay. Uh, so, yep. For God, for this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone be- who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent His Son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. Okay. This tells us this verse tells us several things about Christ. 
one, he is equal to God. God the Son is equal to God the Father. Um, two, he is the only means through which there can be any salvation for anyone, mm. right? Three, that salvation is not just a better life and a reconciled relationship with God today. It is eternal life forever and ever. Mm. Uh, again, I don't know what number I'm on. Four, yep. uh, that Jesus' first coming was not for the purpose of judgment, mm. which if it had been, mm. it would have ended a lot differently. Ended. No crucifixion. Ended. <laughs> nope. He's here to judge. He would not have been on that cross if he had come to judge. Yep. Yet... We cannot live as though the second coming of Christ doesn't include a judgment. Now, this is a very dangerous thing that people will do. Well, Jesus didn't come to judge. Yeah, no kidding, Jesus Uh, didn't come to judge. But he's coming back to judge the living and the dead. Like, he's coming back to judge. So many people will say, well, we can't judge. Jesus didn't come to judge. Well, the whole idea here is that there is an impending judgment. And if you don't do the rest of John 3, 16, you're going to face that judgment. Sure. Right, But he came to save. He came to save us from that impending judgment. And we're going to see that in all of his parables. Yeah. There's always this message of judgment and free salvation. We're going to see that. Yeah. And so uh, yeah, true. this frames out the purpose. This is his mission statement. Right? This is Christ's mission statement. And so you can read the entire Bible through mm. this one thing. Yeah. So That is so good. Yeah. Well, thank you guys good. for good listening stuff. today. Yeah, thank you. We'll be back tomorrow. Can't wait. With a very long reading. Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. It's not that long. It's not at it, all. It's actually pretty short. Yeah. It's not the Psalm. Yeah, it's not Psalm 137, Psalm 137. or whatever that was. I don't remember it's what that was. It's not that one. That was like two three, minutes. Three minutes, yeah. Three minutes. Ridiculous. Yeah, going a good day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> hey, man, we got to go. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we got to get We gotta get out of here. These people are trying to leave. I know. Like, they've got that one foot out the door thing. They're like, oh, I my know. Goodness, yeah, stop. you're not going to miss anything. You can just, yeah, turn, just us turn us off. just turn us off at this don't point. Don't worry. What are you doing here? Yeah, I can't believe it. All right, guys. Uh, see ya. Bye. You're still here? I can't believe Let this. Go away. away. You got to go. It's getting creepy now. Get a now. shower. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't you have better things to do?